Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. I'm John Alois. Sean Dagenhart and John Redlingshafer have the week off. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone that we are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Hub Hyperion. Email us at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. You can also send us a voice-recorded message there, and we may play it on the show. If you'd like to record a trip report or talk about a, a story idea or uh, even film reviews or book reviews, once again, you can record a message and send it to us at podcast at thehyperionhub.com, and we will probably play it on the show. Wherever you're listening to us, please rate and review us so more people find the podcast. We like to start things off with our Disney views, and even though John and Sean aren't here this week, I just want to share uh, a Disney view before we get to the show. This past week, we saw the closure of Walt Disney World's version of Splash Mountain, and it's going to be reimagined into a Princess and the Frog attraction. It's called Tiana's Bayou Adventure, scheduled to open in 2024. We all have fond memories of Splash Mountain, but I'm looking forward to seeing how the Imagineers redesign the attraction. All right, last week we were able to hear our live recording of our show from Steam into Star Wars at Washington Community High School in Washington, Illinois. And this week we're going to hear from some of the vendors who were on the show floor. Once again, Steam stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Math. And not all of the vendors uh, are related to Star Wars, but they are related to mostly the arts. There are a lot of authors. I highly encourage you to look these folks up and take a look at some of their work. Um, wonderful. Doesn't have to be completely related to Star Wars and Disney all the time. I think it all fits under the umbrella of creativity and the arts. So without further ado, let's hear from those interviews I captured on the day of Steam in the Star Wars from Washington, Illinois. I'm joined by Palmer Snell from Washington, Illinois. He works at Zeke's Comics and Games. He's actually walking around the show floor right now dressed as a Jedi. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you do at Zeke's. I'm the uh, one of the sales guys, and I try to make Zeke's the most welcoming environment. Um, I get to know my, my regulars, my customers. I treat them all the same. Uh, their community. Community is what runs Zeke's, and me and Zach, or Zeke, we find that very important, especially with the rest of our crew. Uh, we sell a variety of things. I always say we have a little bit of everything for everybody, from comics to D&D to miniatures. We have everything. Uh, Pokemon cards. We, uh, we are actually online sales now, so we are not only in a physical location, but we are now in an online broader location, so that is brand new in 2023. Like I said, you're dressed up as a Jedi, probably Luke, I think, right here. Um, what is it about Star Wars that you love? I've been watching Star Wars since I was a kid. I grew up with the prequels, um, and I hated them as a kid, but now watching them again, I love them. And at, at first, I wasn't a big fan of Star Wars because I didn't understand it. Watching it now, I, it is just something I'm so passionate about. 
because it brings so many people together and that's my favorite part. Everyone can sit down and say, well, what'd you like about that movie? And some people can say, what'd you not like about that movie? And it creates conversation. Conversation I've had so many times at Zeke's just talking about Star Wars shows, movies, everything has made great conversation. I've made a lot of good friends just from Star Wars in general. Thanks, Palmer. All right, now I'm joined by another vendor here on the show floor at Steam in the Star Wars. Please introduce yourself and the name of your business. My name's Krista Custer. My business is Hearts Adorned Designs. Um, I call myself a cosplay and geek boutique. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Like what kind of orders do you receive and, and is it all for fantasy-based things or, or everything? Sure. Um, I do enjoy doing fantasy and then just about anything in the geek realm. Um, I do cosplays made to order, basically anything that you want done. Um, I really enjoy the concept of taking a 2D artwork, especially one that kind of defies normal physics and then trying to make it in real life. Um, so I do all of that made to order and then in between orders and things I'm always designing and that's the boutique portion. I just kind of make whatever inspires me at the moment. <laughs> What's the most unique request you've received? The most unique? Um, probably the gender bent things. The um, Cal Kestis has been really popular since um, the they made the alternative version of his Inquisitor thing, so that's just a really fun twist on things. <laughs> and you're located here in Washington, Illinois, and but do you do online uh, sales as well? Yes, actually most of my things are online. Um, people find me all over from Etsy and that kind of thing. And uh, if people want to look you up, give, give us a few addresses. Uh, the best way is heartsadorned.com. Um, you can email me or text me. All my phone numbers and contact are up there. And then I'm also on Instagram and TikTok as Hearts Adorned Designs. Thank you very much. Joined now by Ross Holloman, who writes for banthatracks.com. Yeah, banthatracks.com, based out of the UK. Uh, Mark Newbold does a great job there with all the Star Wars coverage he does and really activating the Star Wars community around news features and you know things that make us all happy and you have a reporter's background that's how you uh, were able to obtain the the current role you're in so tell us a little bit about your background yeah so i was i was very fortunate coming out of college communications major and went straight into the nfl uh starting in coaching video so there wasn't much of a creative outlet but i was shooting practice and doing cut-ups of here's the sideline view versus the other view during practice. Um, so it, it really taught me to focus on specific things. And this is how coaches teach players. And this is how scouts scout players and things like that. So you get to understand a process. Um, but I had a creative background as well. So eventually moved on from that into more of a public relations role that turned into a web role that enabled me to do video, that enabled me to write, enabled me to lay out websites. Um, so just kind of encapsulating everything to do with communication and have that opportunity to connect with passionate fans. So I'm, I'm so lucky with that because football fans and hockey fans, I worked in the NHL for a year, covered the Baltimore Orioles for ML BAM uh, for a year as well. So just very fortunate to tell those stories about people loving something and really being passionate about it. And that's, you know, there's nothing better than that. There is a big difference, though, between covering sports 
and what you're doing now. How did you get into Star Wars right I love Star Wars. Like, and that's been, I mean, as early as I was a sports fan, I was a Star Wars fan as well. So that's always been a part of me that, you know, I saw Empire Strikes Back in the theater. And from the moment I saw something happening on Hoth, I was like, here's a place that I want to be involved with. Um, and then Rogue One came out years and years later, you know, and I've, you know, I've been in the midnight lines for films with my best friend from third grade who I still text with about, hey, can you believe that episode and stuff? So it's like, it's very pure and authentic from the time of being kids. But finding adults now who are just as much into it and like to live it that same way with all the great books coming out with the Disney Plus series, everything that they're offering, it's just a great way to continue to expand and, and build upon the fandom. Where can people follow you? How can people find you? Yeah, look on fantatracks.com and that's one place you can find Ross Holliban if you if you search on there. Um, but at Ross Holliban on Twitter, at Popstar Indie on Instagram, and that's going to be a lot of nerdy Star Wars pictures, but hopefully, hopefully you enjoy that. Ross, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Joined now by Cameron Johnson, who is a comic book artist and writer, and so excited to see you here at the show. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. Well, first, it's, it's great to be on the podcast here, and we're at Steam into Star Wars at uh, my uh, high school. I graduated in 2011, and I've, I've judged their art show ever since I graduated, and I'm here today kind of set up as if it's like kind of a comic convention artist alley. It's special to be here really talking to people about uh, their passions and what they're interested in. Um, but did you ask for a little bit about what I do? Yeah, so you're a creator. Tell us about some of your uh, original work and some of the things you've worked on in the past as well. Sure. So I am a comic book artist and writer. I've worked on Bone Check, which just released um, December of last year. And that's kind of my first nationally distributed published title. Um, so that's through Lunar distribution so the same as DC Comics and that, that was a special experience so that book's published through Legends it's a new publisher and I've also worked on a book called Freezer Burn which will be dropping this year as well and I've done quite a few uh, variant cover exclusive previews for that uh, I've worked on a few other books I've worked on uh, a lot of sketch cards lately too for companies like Upper Deck and uh, Cryptozoic and Tops, which kind of brings me full circle here is because I've, I've Finished up three jobs now with Star Wars and Tops, and the newest set was Galaxy Chrome that just released, and I'll be working on Masterworks. And so my last time at the show, I was talking with um, Greg over at the Rebel Base uh, podcast about how I just got my first like upper deck job with with a small children's book set of cards, and it was kind of obscure. And I told him, you know, however, my, one of my goals is to get on a Star Wars Tops uh, trading card set. And sure enough, a few years goes by, and... I haven't really stopped at all. I've, you know, put the pedal to the metal essentially, and it was really trying to push my artwork out into the world. And so, yeah, I do a lot of uh, illustration, uh, cover design. I've been doing a lot of variant covers lately, um, and yeah, just it's been awesome being able to do what I'm passionate about at a at a scale like this uh, full time. So when you get that phone call or that message that you're you're being commissioned. You know, especially to work on a Star Wars uh, property that allows you to open the door to your own creative, original artwork and work in general. Uh, what's that feeling? It's 
it's pretty special. It really is. When you, uh, I'm a fan first, like many many in this industry are, and I grew up just constantly thinking about entertainment. Right after I'd get home from school or sports or whatever I was doing at the time as a kid, well, I really cherished that time where I got to be entertained by things that people made up. That was special to me, whether it's in books and comics and trading cards. I used to collect cards and, uh, you know, not only the stories, but the artwork that presented itself. I was just enthralled by it and how it made you feel, you know, if it was an action scenario in Star Wars, how I was at the edge of my seat. And I'm like, I'm essentially looking at a flat screen and somebody created this. And it's not like you're watching like a real, uh, real physical event like uh, like a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse which I recommend if you're if you're a fan of sci-fi go to wherever you need to be to check out one of those but what's special about you know creating things is yeah making people feel a certain type of way and it's all you're doing is putting pen to paper or you're writing words and you're causing emotion real emotion so that's that's what drew me into it and I never you know my sophomore year of high school I decided that I'm not interested in anything else nearly enough to pursue it for the rest of my life and the only the only plausible choice was to dive into the creative arts and to like illustrate and work my way um, to get my artwork in front of people who could be potential fans like I am of Star Wars right and, and now I've got my own properties bone checks my own creation you know it took years of writing and illustrating and now it's starting to be seen by eyes that I never would have thought would have seen it so yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received and you would pass along to kids going to this school now? It's a great question. Best advice would be own, own what you love. And by that, represent it outwardly. But in order to do that, you have to own it inside of your own mind first. You have to believe in yourself and that you are what you want to be first. And once you truly believe in that, that you are an artist, in my case. I am an illustrator, and I'm comfortable being an illustrator. Whatever type of illustrator that they may, you know, a viewer may look at me as, own, own that first, then own it outwardly. And that ripples throughout time. Your confidence and your respect for yourself and what you're passionate about. And that, that goes with anything. You know, whether it, you know, we're at STEAM, right? Science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Whichever you're very passionate about, own it inwardly and then project it outwardly. And that's how you actually advance further because the more you do that, the more you realize you're happy um, progressing in your interests and you don't worry about any of the problems along the way. Well, you worry about them. But your love for it and your intrigue in it far outweigh the difficulties. And that's actually how this snowball effect works. You just level up, right? You start your podcast off at an entry level where you're, you're essentially doing it for yourself. And I'm drawing for myself. Then eventually somebody listens to it and they like it. Somebody views my work and they like it. And it just snowballs from there. So, yeah, definitely, you know, be confident about yourself. Love what you're doing. Uh, own it inside internally and then project it outwardly. And I think that's how you advance in, in everything. So. Excellent. Uh, drawn a beautiful uh, venom right in front of us here as we're talking to it with you. Where can people find you? How can people follow you? Yeah, so you can find me on uh, online, of course, at www.cameronjohnson.com. And my first name spelled C-A-M-R-O-N. And then you can also find me on Instagram, and that's at Cameron T. Johnson. And, yeah, you can, you can find me online, and 
also find me at a comic book shop near you now. Uh, Bone Check is out now. Freezer Burn's coming out next year, too. And uh, if you're a fan of trading cards or collectible cards, pick up a Tops or Upper Deck set, whether it's like Marvel or Star Wars, and you might crack a pack with a sketch card in it or two. And um, yeah, so you know, search for me online or find me at a comic convention. Uh, I've been, I've got a lot booked for this year. I'll spare you the time to tell you, but it, I've got a lot of shows booked this year. I'll be traveling a lot. So be looking out for variant covers and uh, convention appearances. And yeah, thanks so much for, for, for listening. Joined now by Jeremy Berkeley, pop culture artist here on the floor of Steam in the Star Wars. And tell us a little bit about your work. Uh, yeah, I'm a pop culture artist and uh, most of it's uh, silkscreen. So it's all hand printed. Pop culture, you cover, I see a lot of different genres here. So how did you get started into this? Uh, about 2008, I became um, interested in the silk screen process. I started as a collector and I was really fascinated how the other artists did it because I'm a graphic designer, it's my day job. So it's like, oh. So I started collecting and I just got more fascinated with the process of how people are printing. So I, uh, you know, researched online how to actually screen print. So I did that, bought all the equipment, started printing myself, and started getting some gallery shows and started doing Comic-Cons as well, selling pop culture stuff. Graphic artist is your day job. Yeah. Is it tough to continue to do it as a hobby, or do you just, is this just what you do all the time? Yeah, it's just what I do all the time. So the, the graphic design day job is mostly digital, so I'm just working on a computer. It's in, the silkscreen is more hands-on, where I can actually work with inks and mix the inks and get my hands a little dirty so it's a nice balance of traditional and digital as well. Excellent. It sounds like you're equally as passionate about the process as you are in the art. Can I assume that? Yeah. I like it more handcrafted. You can everybody can just like press print and have something come out, but with the silk screen it's like you can play around with paper choices, metallic inks, glow in the dark inks that sort of thing, it makes it a little extra special. And it also creates a limited edition since you only have a limited amount of paper you got with that special stock. And so it just makes it a little more limited edition, more collectible as well. Do you do commissions? I do. Yeah. Where can people find you? How can people follow you? You can find me on my website at berkeleycc.com or on Instagram, jeremy.berkeley. So check me out there. Hey, thank you so much. Join now by author Olivia J. Bennett. Yes, um, I have two young adult novels. Uh, the first one is A Cactus in the Valley and the second one is Casually Homicidal. Um, yeah, and they're kind of adventure novels um, with a little bit of like thriller and suspense mixed in. So what inspired you to become a nov- uh, uh, an author? Um, well, I felt like there were so many stories that were really good out there, but there was one that I wanted to be told. Um, I was, have always been like a reader, um, and there's always something that kind of comes out of that uh, when you already like something and you want to make your own, you know, you have something to say. How long have you been writing? Oh man, probably since eighth grade. Um, in eighth grade we did a project, it was a ten chapter story, and I consider that like my first manuscript novel, um, and I've kind of just been writing ever since stories. What inspires you to write? Oh, everything. Music, particularly. I love listening to music when I write. Um, Other stories, um, events that happen in my life that I can kind of twist and turn a little bit, and then I can make sense of those events in my life. If people want to follow you or find you, how can they do that? 
Uh, all of my books are available on Amazon. I'm also pretty active on Instagram. My username is olivia.j.creates. Joined now by Jackie Lawson, an author. And tell us uh, some of the genres or types of books you write. So mostly fantasy. I have a fantasy trilogy. That's YA plus is what I call it. A good friend of mine's mother loves the series. So 12 and up, I say. And then um, I started a new fantasy series that is kind of like Magic School Bus College Edition and cryptozoology instead of science. I also write LGBTQ. Um, I have a humor memoir out right now. And then I have another LGBTQ book in the works. What got you into writing? Um, when I was young, I was an only child, and I read to be not lonely. And as I got older, um, I started finding that there were books that I wanted to read that didn't exist. And I figured if nobody else is going to do it, I might as well write them. So that's where we came. How cool that, you know, this Star Wars event, I mean, it's not just Star Wars, it's steam into Star Wars. We have to remember that part of it. But what a great opportunity to be able to have all creatives uh, join in. I mean, this is just wonderful for everybody. It really is. And honestly, if you think about it, Star Wars is the best of all of the things. They've got the technology, they've got the science, they've got art. I mean, if you watch Star Wars, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie, series, honestly. So um, this is a great place for it to be and a great place for anybody in the STEAM family to come together. Where can people find you and follow you? Um, I'm available on Amazon, and then I have a website, www.authorjlawson.com. Joined now by Martin Matthews, who is a science fiction slash fantasy author. Thanks for joining us. Uh, tell us about some of your work. Yeah, um, it's great to be here. So I've got two different stories uh, right here. I've got the Dream Chasers trilogy, uh, which is kind of cyberpunk or dream punk. A um, little bit about the metaverse, and uh, really excited about finishing this trilogy. Um, it's about a young man who spends his time in the metaverse, the dream net, and has to confront an AI that takes the form of his father. So kind of an interesting story there. Um, on the other side here, The Graveyard Girl and The Boneyard Boy. That was my debut. Um, really a passion project. It's about a young man who is uh, an young high school student who's also an albino, suffers from albinoism, so it makes it difficult for him to go out in the daylight. And his family takes over one of the largest cemeteries in the Midwest, and he meets a girl there who needs his help to find her killer. What, uh, these are wonderful stories. What inspires you to write? Well, um, really, I'm, I'm kind of a sponge of just absorbing whatever's going on in the world. For instance, with the Dream Chasers trilogy, I really got interested in upcoming technology breakthroughs in quantum computing, the metaverse and where that's going. And um, with some of my other stories, it's just kind of what would, what ifs, what would happen if you were in the situation. Um, so I love just exploring those kind of themes and ideas. Were you a, a techie guy? Are you a techie person? Yeah, I'm kind of um, split right down the middle. So um, I, you know, my, my day job is graphic design and commercial art. I also have a degree in computer science. But then I love to just merge all that together in my writing. So, yeah. Were you inspired by Star Wars? 
Um, who wasn't inspired by Star Wars? Um, Star Wars is a huge part of my life, um, as well as Tolkien's work, um, Star Trek, just classic uh, Asimov, sci-fi, all that stuff. So yeah, definitely. Where can people find you and follow you? Well, my uh, works, my books are on Amazon. You can go to my website, martinmatthewswrites.com. You can find me there. I also host the Ansible short story fiction uh, publication there. So if you are an aspiring writer or you've got a story to tell, then you can send me your short stories for the Ansible. Martin, thank you so much. Joined now by Andy Zack, author and self-publisher. Tell us about your work. All right. I decided uh, to go into uh, writing when I retired from Caterpillar. And the first day after of my retirement, I started writing zombie turkeys. And three months later, it was done. And then I realized, oh, I better edit it. So I hired someone to edit it. <laughs> and that was an experience. And a year later, it was published after getting an, uh, getting an illustrator, too. Tell us about zombie turkeys. What, what's the story? Okay, the story is uh, typical uh, uh, classic uh, cliche zombie apocalypse done with turkeys. Only, uh, only, it's, uh, only my zombies never rot. They regenerate. So if you injure a zombie turkey, it grows back stronger and faster than before. Excellent. Um, I see other genres here as well. Tell us about the other works that you... Okay, I have... Uh, that's uh, that's uh, pretty much my humorous science fiction zombie genre. I have five books in that series. And then I have another uh, three books uh, it, with uh, superheroes. I have four teenagers uh, in seventh grade uh, who are disabled. And they all get superpowers, and then they decide to fight crime. That's my secret super series. I have three books in that series. Excellent. What inspires you uh, in general to come up with these stories? What inspires me in general? Yeah. Uh, usually, a uh, sense of humor. I try to think of a funny circumstance or situation, and uh, then I try to make a book out of it. So the whole word zombie turkeys came out when we fried a turkey, and I said, what if it came back to life? And that's how, uh, that's how that book came. Uh, out of that one episode and then uh, I knew I wanted to, in the next book Undead Mother-in-Law I wanted the zombie disease to spread to people but I couldn't figure out a title and so I was playing with what uh, titles I could use that would be funny and I came up with Undead Mother-in-Law so uh, it's a classic mother-in-law joke for a whole book only she's a zombie she regenerates she has superpowers and she is super fast and very assertive <laughs> Is it revealing too much to ask how it jumped from the turkeys? <laughs> it's not a jump at all. It's the same. Uh, turkeys are a result of a genetic modification okay. that goes wrong. And it just carries over to human beings uh, through E. coli, if you want the technical details. And uh, then uh, the uh, I just love the idea of having a middle-aged woman as my hero through the whole book. And... Uh, that was uh, part of the fun of the whole, writing the whole series. I love the superhero story, too. What inspired uh, that in, in general? The superhero, uh, Secret Supers, came up. Uh, I have a disabled daughter who's in a wheelchair. She has cerebral palsy. And she uh, wanted me to write a book about a flying wheelchair. 
So that with that was the nugget of the idea. And so I thought, well, we'll have someone with cerebral palsy like she does, and then I'll give them uh, telekinesis. So the main character, Jeremy, has cerebral palsy. He has telekinesis. And he's just one of four with other powers. We have telepathy, and we also have super strength uh, as well. So in the other uh, characters, and they work together as a team to overcome their crime villains. What would your best advice be for young uh, writers, young artists? Uh, start writing and keep reading. So you want to read the genres that you love and then try and write something in those genres. Try and sell something, uh, write something that's personal, that appeals to you. Because everything I write, I love writing. So if you don't love what you're writing, you won't write it. So you got to find something you love to write. Right. Where can people find you and follow you? I have a webpage on Amazon, uh, Andy Zach, and uh, then I also have my own website, andyzach.net, and then you can also find me on Facebook, Andy Zach Author, and on uh, Twitter, uh, at Andy Zach 2, numeric 2. So I'm in all those places. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub. (laughs) 